Welcome to Five Stripe Weekly. We didn't think it could get worse for the Five Stripes availability and health-wise, but the bottom seems to have dropped out for LA United. We also preview the match against the East leaders on Saturday. All that and more coming up. Welcome to the show, Five Stripe Fam. I'm AJ. And wherever it is you get your pods, subscribe, share, and leave us a good rating. This segment is sponsored by Thinking Man Tavern, a cozy Decatur neighborhood pub. Grab a tasty beverage from a wide variety of selections and a plate of something delicious from the menu. To go, check out Thinking Man Tavern. Five Shot Fam, here's your opportunity to support the work with voluntary pledges on Patreon. We know it's a tough time for everybody, but it's a tough time for LA United and for content creators out there. We'd love for you to help and support our work on this channel, but uh, we look forward to seeing you on patreon.com slash ATLUCDFanTV. We'll see you there for some fun tiers. But guys, let's get into the match review. And yeah, it's another 2-2 draw against Nashville SC. And it's kind of a house of horrors health-wise at Nissan Stadium. Very, very annoying to play there as we always seem to have somebody get injured or something happen that does not get overturned correctly. Uh, of course, I'm alluding to Jose Martinez, uh, you know, last year and this year, you know, you have a couple injuries, which we will get to. And yeah, in that previous uh, match, it was Ezekiel Barco's, uh, you know, uh, kick that the goalkeeper, Joe Willis, uh, definitely should have been sent off for, but was not. Uh, in this match, it was a red card for us that probably should not, not even probably, it absolutely fucking should not have been a red card. But, excuse the French, but uh, I think it warrants absolutely just this incredulousness because why it was not overturned from VAR is just anyone's guess. Uh, it's probably a lot of VAR protecting the center ref. Uh, this league has definitely uh, left a lot of people scratching their heads on the quality of these refs game after game. And uh, this one is no different. But uh, yes, so 2-2 draw again, but this one under different circumstances. But uh, yeah, we score an early goal through Anton Wax's, uh Really, he just crashes uh crashes that uh, that post and you know gets it to the the far post uh, on a captain's goal and uh, yeah he's the fourth player in Atlanta United history to wear the captain's armband for uh, Atlanta and boy did he put in a performance I feel like he uh, he led our uh, center back line like he's always done this season and, uh, yeah, he gets a captain's goal for his efforts. And so, yeah, things are looking kind of good when, uh, you know, we first start this match. But you know how soft we are at keeping leads right now. It's, uh, yeah, something that we just cannot keep. But, uh, yeah, Jake Mulraney, he uh, had the assist on that. Uh, and it's his uh, team-leading fourth assist of the season. But, uh, yeah, and uh, this was Walk's second goal of the season and fourth of his Atlanta career. Uh, now, also, Ken uh, gets a start here, and he did pretty well. 
he made a diving save to save a Hani Mukhtar uh, chance in the 13th minute. But uh, yeah, there was just unfortunately a, uh, a Jaleel Anibaba header that uh, you know, pretty much leveled it at 1-1 pretty early. And so uh, in the second half, you know, you have just uh, us, just not only we coughed up the lead in the first, but then we let them uh, score the go-ahead. And Mokhtar, they put him ahead on the penalty spots in the 49th minute after an inexplicable handball by Kubo Torres. It's, uh, there's just not even explaining why he would put his hand out when it's, you know, uh, his head is maybe a few inches from his hand. Just go for the, and especially this, if it's going to go over your head, just let it go. So it doesn't make any sense why Kubo went for it. Uh, there, he is a very, very nice guy. He's never meant to be a starter for Atlanta United. Uh, he's pretty much third or fourth string striker on this team. And... Uh, yeah, he's pretty much, whatever it is, he's uh, pretty much not earned any more minutes for LA United. I mean, this is as boneheaded as it gets. So, yeah, I would be happy to not see Torres ever get a start for LA United ever again. But uh, I understand that it probably still will have to happen because, I mean, yeah, he's uh, on a low wage. He's, you know, a warm body in that sense for us. But, uh, yeah, I mean, all due respect to MLS veteran Kubo Torres, uh, I think he's passed it. I mean, you know, uh, he hasn't scored in something like 400-some-odd minutes. Uh, it's, just, it's just not good enough. And, uh, you know, it's, I think, high time for us to try some, uh, some younger guys, hungrier guys, some guys that maybe just, you know, <laughs> aren't past it like Kubo Torres. But... Uh, we responded in the 59th minutes with a Jackson Conway header, and uh, it made it 2-2. And in just his third MLS appearance, Jackson Conway, the homegrown, was able to head it into the near post. And uh, yeah, just well, well placed uh, past Joe Willis. But, um, you know, it's after that... It's, uh, we're fighting for trying to maybe get a game winner, but we have a ridiculous red card. Uh, yeah, basically Jake Mulraney is able to pretty much, uh, yeah, you know, chase down and put in a good tackle, but the uh, referee Joe Dickerson, he, uh, he thinks differently. He doesn't really have a good vantage point. He pulls out a red and Jake Mulraney is sent off with a straight red, and uh, yeah, I mean, VR takes a look at it, doesn't make any sense that they did, because they would have seen that he got a lot of ball, and uh, yeah, pretty much Doxo was called here, and unrightfully so, yeah, it's, uh, I don't know what to say, anything else about uh, the state of these refs in MLS, it's just piss poor, uh, the quality is, yeah, you know, like I've said at the top of the show, you know, it just makes you scratch your head on what they're seeing. It just, it, it is blatant protection for a center ref. And yeah, uh, <laughs> Mulraney, yeah, uh, with this would have missed uh, a match if, uh, you know, if this was kept. But uh, we'll 
get to that news a little later. Uh, and, you know, we just kept fighting for uh, another goal. And I think, you know, when you see the makeshift lineup that was put out here, this was a very gritty performance from LA United. Uh, you know, something that I think we would have uh, probably been, you know, uh, probably forgiven if you were going to think, yeah, we're going to get tore up in this match. But, uh, you know, from a, a starting 11 of Alec Can, who hadn't started uh, in MLS, and uh, I think since 2019, uh, Anton Walks captaining the side, Alex DeJohn as one of the center backs, Brooks Lennon, Santiago Sosa, Mo Adams, Tyler Wolf, Moreno, Moraney, uh, Kubo up top, and Machop Chol. It's, uh, yeah, there's a lot of inexperience in this squad and in this 11. And so, yeah, you would be forgiven. But I think uh, it was one of our best performances of the season, which is uh, just crazy. But it also shows that there's a lot of hungry guys on the team that are trying to prove themselves. And sometimes that's what you need. You need that youthful exuberance. You need players that want to play for their, their uh, you know, not only to play for their keep, but also to prove themselves. And yeah, I think you saw that in this match and hopefully they can continue that. But uh, yeah, at one point, there were four homegrowns on the field for LA United. That's the first time that has ever happened. Uh, and right before that, it was uh, three uh, before Jackson Conway came on for Torres. But uh, yeah, uh, you had George Campbell, who uh, came on to replace Mo Adams, who unfortunately got injured in this match. Uh, and yeah, we just are even shorter in the midfield than we can ever imagine. But uh, yeah, George Campbell, Machop Chol, of course, who started. Uh, and then, uh, of course, Tyler Wolf as well, and Jackson Conway, four homegrowns. I think it speaks to how our academy is doing and how Atlanta United 2 is uh, kind of aiding and helping in developing these guys as well but uh yeah so you know it's one of those type of matches that we look pretty exciting in some some phases of the game and uh yeah i think at the end of the day you can't be too fussed when you know pretty much your la united 2 squad is able to draw against you know a playoff team so it's something that a uh, playoff team in 2020 in uh, Nashville SC. So, uh, you know, there are, there are, those are the positives. Although, yes, you know, we just keep losing players. And, you know, hopefully any player that just has and is asked to step up does. But, uh, yeah, I'll wrap a bow on this match. And, uh, yeah, basically, yeah, it's a, it's a pretty good showing from... A very hobbled and makeshift side. But next up for LA United is the New England Revolution on Saturday. And we'll have that match preview for you later on in the show. So let's get into the news though. And yes, some good news finally. And Jake Mulraney, his red card was rescinded after an independent review panel was able to look at it. And they overturned it unanimously. Uh, yeah, the Atlanta United admin on Twitter had some uh, perfect snarkiness for this, as well as Darren Eels, who, uh, yes, he said, uh, he tweeted, knock me down with a feather. 
but it's just, yeah, I mean, you know, finally we have some good news after so much uh, kind of availability and health uh, news that has just gone awry for Atlanta United. Uh, so, you know, he will be available to play against the New England Revolution. So, good, good news there. And, uh, yeah, since this appeal was successful, uh, the club maintains the two unsuccessful appeals for any future red cards in the 2021 season. So, that's good. But, uh, yeah, there were two injury updates from the team this week as well. And Mo Adams, unfortunately, will be out for two to three months. Uh, he just got back from hernia surgery, and now uh, a quadriceps injury will keep him out for two to three months. That's brutal for uh, Mo Adams, and especially for our midfield as well. It's just, uh, yeah, we're already short. And yeah, I mean, we just uh, we can't catch a break, pretty much. Uh, and during this match, also as well, where you know Nashville fans were booing Alex DeJohn, who uh, landed on his arm awkwardly, and uh, yeah, he tweeted out afterwards after the match that he has a broken left elbow. And yes, uh, the team also announced that he uh, will be on a week-to-week -week basis. So we'll find out if he's eligible to play against New England Revolution or not. Uh, I would imagine he would probably get a break for this match at the very least. But uh, yeah, I mean, it just, you know, guys that come in, they immediately get injured. It's, uh, it's just the shitty luck that we're, we're under pretty much right now. But uh, moving on from that, uh, Jackson Conway, he makes the MLS Team of the Week bench. Congrats uh, with that thunderous header he does make an MLS Team of the Week. I mean, that's great news. His, uh, he didn't even start the match, and he gets a uh, you know a Team of the Week nod. That's really, really great news. Moving on from that, Miles Robinson, he started for the U.S. Men's National Team in the Gold Cup, and he went the full 90 in their 1-0 win versus Haiti. And uh, Guzan and Bella, they made the bench during this match, but uh, they did not see any minutes. Uh, but moving on to the transfer rumor of the week. And yeah, this uh, according to various reports and ESPN, Carlos Tevez has been linked with LA United. Apparently, uh, there were pretty much uh, some proposals from Minnesota United, from Inter Miami, and Atlanta United. Now, if that's actually possible, uh, usually MLS uh, teams, they're not allowed to kind of bid against each other in that sense. So if there's one team interested, pretty much there's only one team interested. So, uh, yeah, there's uh, a little bit of implausibility with this rumor. But uh, Doug Roberson, he did uh, tweet in uh, about this rumored interest that uh, Hainsey said he hasn't spoken to uh, Tebas in a long time. Uh, he said that uh, Tebes uh, was one of his uh, favorite players one time. Uh, and, yeah, you know, it's, it's one of those that, uh, yeah, Hainse having been a former teammate, and, uh, yeah, you know, it uh, would be very, I think, interesting to see if, uh, you know, they would link up again. But, um, yes, anyway, uh, moving on to Atlanta United 2. They played Sporting KC 2 to a 1-0 loss, unfortunately. Uh, and uh, Jonathan Bilal made his debut for Atlanta United 2, uh, and Alexander Garuba earned his first start of the season. 
Uh, LA United 2, they'll return to action against Louisville City on the 17th as well. We'll have just more kind of, uh, you know, kind of schedule conflicts with LA United and LA United 2, but it's kind of been how it's kind of been for the entire season. But anyway, let's wrap up the news and gets and it gets us into the match preview against the New England Revolution. And on Saturday at 5 p.m. at Mercedes-Benz Stadium, yeah, the Revolution, who are the East leaders, will be coming to face us. We're in 10th. It's, uh, you know, they are kind of missing some players as well, but uh, nothing as long as the list of unavailable players for Atlanta United. So, uh, yeah, it's still a tough, tough task for the Five Stripes. But, uh, yeah, last season for the New England Revolution, they, uh, yeah, made the playoffs. They were in eighth place. They went out to the eventual champions in the Columbus Crew. But, uh, yeah, some key acquisitions for them in the offseason were Wilfred Kaptum, Christian Mafla, and Arnor Trastassen. Uh, key losses were Diego Fagundes and Christian Pena, a couple of stalwarts. But uh, yeah, you know, clearly they're not missing them. They're first in the East. But uh, yeah, recently their form hasn't been as good. Uh, you know, essentially losing some players to international duty. Well, yeah, their starting goalkeeper that uh, will, you know, probably for most teams, uh, you know, affect the quality of the side, and it has. They've lost two of their last three. And, uh, yeah, us against them in our previous matchups, we have five wins, they have one win, and there's one draw between us, uh, our ten goals to their five goals. So we've thoroughly dominated this matchup, but, of course, we lost 2-1 to them on May 2nd in uh, their in our, uh, yeah, 2021 match against them so far already. And so, you know... Uh, they're a tough side, and uh, they have some guys that are really freaking good. And uh, Carl Heel is that dude that, uh, yeah, we definitely absolutely should be looking out for. He's their danger man for sure. Probably an early MVP contender for sure. If not outright, probably, you know, if he keeps up this pace in form, he's going to be probably the winner of it. But uh, definitely one of the best players in the league for sure. Uh, Gustavo Bo, also their forward, is someone that we absolutely need to look out for as well. Uh, a young player to watch for them is Tejan Buchanan. He uh, it was their 2019 first round uh, Super Draft selection. And uh, yeah, he has been a guy that, uh, you know, is looking to build on his uh, kind of strong performances so far. But let's get into those injuries and availabilities for both squads. Uh, for New England, they're uh, out for uh, they're out with Luis Caicedo with a lower body injury, Matt Turner on international duty, and then Tejan Buchanan on international duty as well. Uh, but for Atlanta, this oh, this list is long, and uh, yeah, Santiago Sosa will miss this match because of yellow card accumulation. Uh, Brad Guzan, Miles Robinson, and George Bello and Ezekiel Barco are off with international duty uh, and Mateo Sosetu he's still probably out with a lower body injury maybe questionable in that sense Mo Adams definitely out with that quadriceps two to three months Emerson Hyman torn ACL 
Franco Ibarra, lower body. Jurgen Dom, lower body injury. Questionable is Joseph Martinez with his fitness, but I do probably expect him to probably make this bench. Uh, questionable also as well, Alan Franco. And questionable as well is Alex DeJohn with his fractured left elbow. So, yo, let's uh, kind of pretty much try to predict Atlanta United's 11 against a side in New England that are going to be very tough uh, getting it behind on free kicks. They're very strong. Uh, they're good at coming back from losing positions. They put in a lot of chances. They score a lot of their chances. They're just a side that's clicking on a lot of cylinders and a team that is going to be very, very tough. Carl Heel, when he played against us in uh, New England or at uh, you know Foxborough, essentially every ball he seemed to put in was something dangerous, and we need to be very weary of all of that. But I think, uh, yeah, in terms of our 11, it's going to be very, very hard to pick here. Uh, I think, uh, you know, the obvious is going to be Alec Can in between the sticks. Uh, you'll have Lennon as the right back. You'll have Ambrose as the left back. Uh, Walks, of course, will probably be the captain again as one of the center backs. And I think George Campbell gets the nod in this one as uh, Alex John won't be able to probably play. Alan Franco probably questionable as well. Uh, we'll see the homegrown probably get the chance at right center back. Uh, now into the midfield, this is anybody's guess. Uh, I think that uh, Moreno obviously is going to be in there. But, you know, is Amar Sadich, is uh, he going to be able to, you know, uh, maybe get his first start? Or is Tyler Wolf? Uh, going to get another start as well. I think I kind of lean towards Sadich here, uh, who needs to be bedded in, bedded in, and he's got a little bit more experience than Tyler Wolf here against a very, very strong side in the New England Revolution. Now, who's going to be the holding midfielder? That is also anybody's guess. Uh, I'm thinking we're going to bring up somebody from Atlanta United 2. I think it's going to be Abdullaye Jop. Uh, he did play in the preseason for Atlanta United a lot uh, for Gabriel Hainse, so maybe he's the holding midfielder here. And so we'll see if he's the guy. If not, I mean, I don't know if you, you go with a uh, holding midfielder less midfield against such a difficult side to play in the New England Revolution, but uh, it would be... Ooh, that's a, that's a tough call there. But getting into the forwards, I think you go with a little bit more experience as well as uh, our assist leader in Jake Mulraney. I think he gets to start on the right as he had his red card rescinded. I think uh, Chol probably should get the start on the left side here. He did, uh, I think, show a good number of uh, things and some hungriness. Uh, and he's got good size here. I think, uh, you know, at, at least if anything, Let's try to, you know, aim towards our biggest targets in the box if we win some uh, free kicks. And then up top, speaking of those free kicks and dead balls, Jackson Conway. Uh, yes, another big target up top. And I think he's earned the start after he made the MLS Team of the Week as well. I mean, let's see what the kids can do pretty much in this game. But uh, let's get into the odds and... The odds, uh, yeah, not uh, not terrible for us, but because uh, we're at home, but we have a 37% chance to win according to Bet365. Uh, New England have a 42.2% chance of winning, and a draw is at 263 Now, uh, yeah, some match facts just to put this out there. 
LA United have drawn three, uh, have drawn their last three matches in MLS. Uh, there have been over two and a half goals scored in New England's last five games. And also, New England have conceded at least two goals in their last five matches. So, with all that being said, let's get into our score prediction. And, well, you know, having heard that last stat, uh, will it be us that also gets two goals? I'm not sure, but uh, it's possible. But, uh, you know, if there's a soft underbelly in this team, it'll be between the sticks. And so, hopefully. But for me, I'm not so sure that we have the goods in this match. Uh, I think they're just a little too strong of a side. Uh, Nashville, it was a little bit more palatable, but I think this side, it's still, yeah, uh, it's a lot to overcome. So I think it's a 2-1 loss against the New England Revolution. Let us know what you think in the comments below. So, guys, that wraps up the match preview and pretty much the entire show except for the question of the day. And the question of the day is, which homegrown would you like to see get the most minutes going forward? Let us know in the comments below. We look forward to what you have to say. And that's it for us today. Remember to subscribe to us if you haven't already. Share this episode and leave us a review and rating so we can pop up higher in your rankings. I'm AJ. Thanks so much for listening. Yeah!